Colin Frazier was frowning. He had at least 50 things he needed to do today, but here he was, driving out to the guest house to pick up one of his mother's students. The other two were already in the main house, chatting so amiably to his mother that they sounded like long-lost relatives. The young woman, Isla, kept saying that everything was exquisite, while the man had tried to buddy up to Colin's brother Lanny by talking about cars. Since Lanny had rebuilt his first transmission when he was eight, it was evident that the job seeker, Kirk, knew nothing about anything with wheels. As for Colin's youngest brother, Seamus, he stood to one side and moved a coin around on his fingers. Their parents had forbidden Seamus, who was the artist in the family, to draw anything for fear that he'd come up with some outrageous caricature of the visiting students and embarrass his parents. Or actually, just their mother. Their father tended to laugh at whatever Seamus drew. Everything had started about three years ago when Mrs. Fraser found out that the last Earl of Ripton, her husband's very distant relative, had died without issue, so the title was being retired. What she wondered was if the title could be revived, which would mean that her husband could possibly be the Earl and she the Countess. On the night she'd posed this question, the family was at home in the living room, and her three youngest sons had gone into riots of laughter. Seamus, still in high school, grabbed his sketchbook and made an unflattering caricature of their mother wearing a crown. As they say, she was not amused. Aaliyah Fraser put her chin up and left the room. Now you've done it, her husband said. I'll be in the doghouse for weeks. Lanny, wipe that smirk off your face and start planning your apology. He glared at his youngest. And you, young man, with your drawing. He trailed off as though the punishment he had in mind was too dire to speak of. With a great sigh, Mr. Fraser heaved himself up out of his favorite chair to go in search of his wife. He paused in the doorway. This is something that means a lot to your mother, so I want no more making fun of her. If she wants to be a lady, then she can damned well be one. Got it? After he left, it was a full two minutes before the three youngest boys were laughing again. Lanny, the third eldest, turned to Colin, the oldest, because his big brother wasn't laughing. Come on, lighten up. Don't you think this is hilarious? Colin raised an eyebrow. What I want to know is what our dear mother plans to do in her quest to find out if Dad can be an earl. Peregrine, Pear for short, and the second eldest, said, Think she'll make Dad buy her a castle? With a moat? Lanny asked. Pear acted like he had a sword in his hand and attacked Lanny. Will we brothers become sworn enemies and fight each other to become the next earl? Seamus was sketching his brother's mock sword fight and didn't look up as he said, Colin will get the title next. You two will have to kill him to get it. At that, Pear and Lanny, their arms extended as they held imaginary swords, turned toward their brother, who was sitting at the end of the long couch. That'll be easy, Lanny said and made a lunge. In the next second, Colin was up. He grabbed Lanny about the waist and lifted him onto his shoulders. At that moment, Mr. Fraser re-entered the room. 
If you boys break anything, it'll come out of your allowance. With a snort of laughter, Colin put his brother down. Their father had made them sound like children, but Colin had just turned 27, while Lanny and Pear were 25 and 26. How's Mom? Colin asked. All right. Mr. Fraser gave his eldest son a look that said this was only the beginning. When Mrs. Fraser took on a project, she became a force of nature, like a tornado that plowed across the earth, sucking up everything in its wake. And it looked like this Earl of Ripton thing was going to be her next undertaking. That was three years ago, but recently the old house in England that had belonged to the Earls was put up for sale, and it took all Mr. Fraser's ability to talk his wife out of buying it. The compromise had been for her to purchase every scrap of paper, a history, as she called it, that had been squirreled away in the house and have it shipped home to Virginia.